apparently there's a new SEC rule about, uh, and the person who's asked that question, feel free to clarify if I'm getting it wrong, right? Is there a new rule that someone who is SEC uh, qualified and they are spending time outside of the U.S., they can no longer perform that duty. This is something within the last few months. Uh, similarly, if uh, a U.S. person resides outside of the U.S., before we got the impression it was like a, a, a financial institution policy, but is it now a legal requirement that investors outside of the U.S. Uh, sometimes, you know, they're given reduced access to portfolios or investments? Is something like that happening? Uh, I I'm unaware of any new rule. I mean, mm -hmm. the main concern with someone who's SEC regulated yeah. here um, would be that he needs to be licensed in Singapore as well. Otherwise, mm -hmm. he's doing something, you know, wrong within Singapore. Mm -hmm. But I was unaware that someone who's SEC regulated would sort of, you know, registered is the word they use in the U.S., would lose his registration if he's residing outside the United States for too long a period of time. Yeah. They don't lose their registration. So their work, everything is great. He's on vacation, but he's a working holiday for a few days. He's the pineapple stockbroker. He goes over the country, outside the country. His, his, his colleagues can email him one way, but he is in London. He can't respond. He's blocked. Number two, if he's in the United States, he knows his client, American, whatever, doesn't matter, he's overseas. He cannot take instructions from that individual because the person's overseas. If he doesn't know he's overseas, it's okay. But if he's closing, he can't take instructions. I'll echo that I, I'm not aware of a new rule, but what you're describing has been the case for the last 13 years that I've been outside the U.S. because I encountered this back in 2010 when we first moved um, outside the U.S. So yes, as an American expat, you get caught in this middle ground where your financial institutions back home will say, sorry, I can't service you anymore. It's exactly what Paul mentioned. Those institutions are scared to death that by dealing with a person in a country outside the United States, they're going to be exposing themselves to registration requirements or extraterritorial rules that they're not prepared to deal with. So I, I suspect that's the nature of the idea that when you got a client that's outside, say, sorry, I can I can no longer serve you. In, it, it, yeah, well, if it has to do with where you're located. So if your company has a, an office in the country that you're in, Right. It doesn't have to do with time, it has to do with more where you are. Yeah, so right. So in the US, maybe there's a there's a joke slash story I tell when I get friends like this. Everyone remember the Will Smith movie from about 20 years ago called Iron Legend? Yeah. So it's based on one of my favorite science fiction books of all time. They they ruined it in the movie. But the whole premise of the book was that there was this like dystopian future with these vampire-like creatures, and there's this guy who would go around during the day, and he'd hunt down these nests of vampires, and he would kill them. And then as the book progresses, you come to find out that like these vampires are like living in families and cities, and they tell tales to their kids about this guy who comes during the day and will kill them if they're not watching out everything. 
And so by the end of the book, literally the title is I Am Legend. He realizes he's become to them what vampires were to like his normal family when there was before this dystopian future. That's America when it comes to taxes. Okay, so they set out after Switzerland, they were end banking secrecy, they want to enforce all these rules and all this stuff. Now they're the place that everybody goes to, Delaware, North Dakota, Nevada, when they want to avoid information exchange, when they don't want all these rules. And so you've gotten this hyper-realization. So a bank, they don't get a break when one of their clients goes to America on vacation. So you got a you got a bank here in Singapore, they've got a client in Singapore, and he goes on vacation to visit family in Miami. If he picks up the phone and sends uh, an order instruction back to Singapore, that bank is in violation of SEC laws and rules because you're using U.S. means of communication to provide financial advice and institute financial instructions. And the SEC heavily enforces that. So, you know, it, it's kind of America created this overly aggressive compliance, and now it's being done in both directions. And then the banks in America themselves have become utterly scared to death. They're going to inadvertently trigger something offshore, like a lot of foreign banks, not all of them. You know, my former employer, I won't name it. But it, it, it banks can't say, look, we didn't realize what the rules were. We didn't know right? it was useful. Some of them knew exactly what they were doing. But a lot of them was inadvertent. So without digging into the specific details, can't know for certain. But I suspect that what you're describing is not a U.S. rule per se, but it is a, um, a connection between U.S. financial institutions just being overly nervous about dealing with clients outside for fear that they're going to get hoisted on the same petard as foreign banks are with the U.S. Right. And also what I was talking to John about before is U.S. institutions want to know that if they get into a dispute with a client, it'll be handled by arbitration under FINRA. So all the agreements all reference FINRA. So suddenly, if you have people like weirdly outside the United States, they might not, they might be able to claim that this specific transaction, you know, somehow not covered and then they can sue and blah, blah, blah. So you're actually lifting a layer of pre uh, protection that the U.S. broker dealer has. So anything's possible, but there's no rule per se. You can't do it. It's just like, yeah, and I think that's another tip. Sometimes, you know, as Paul mentioned, there's a distinction between very, very large scale clients, middling or low scale clients. I'm in the low scale client uh, category myself. <laughs> and so sometimes there's an advantage to be gained by going down a couple tiers of financial institutions. So, you know, I think with City here, listed in the US to some extent, I can't really get much, I can't get much capitulation from City in the United States, but I still have my home path bank. Or first bank and trust in Topeka, Kansas. I've been with them for 48 years. And them, I can reason. And so I can explain to them, hey, you don't need to shut this account. Hey, you don't need to stop taking this direction. And they trust me, got a relationship. And so if you're struggling, having a problem with a large-scale bank, you might consider dropping down a tier if you have a strong relationship. Or if you have a billion dollars, just push Okay, fantastic. So if you're a six, seven, or eight-figure investor, entrepreneur, or business owner who needs a tailor-made solution from a qualified team of professionals, we can help you achieve the international lifestyle 
the freedom, and even the tax savings you're looking for. Visit us at htj.tax and live that international life.